0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors are now, as of this recording, in fifth place in the West. Wow. I don't remember the last time I could have said that. We all know that the Western Conference is really like just really tightly packed together. And we've been talking about that for a long time. But it's nice at least just to say that they are fifth in the West, like plain and simple. That just feels really, really good. I mean, it's by the slimmest of margins, but hey, I'll take it. You know what I mean? The Warriors, they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma, uh, 128-120, and this is their third win in a row. And that is a legit winning streak. (laughs) Um, You know, this was a game that the Warriors, they started off really hot and I was like, cool, you know, this is going to be one of those games where, you know, we're going to get to see uh, Moses Moody and (laughs) James Wiseman. But obviously it did not fully pan out that way. The one thing about the NBA these days, the past couple of seasons is there aren't many just quote unquote pure trash teams, right? Like when I was coming up, like the Warriors were bad all the time, the Clippers were bad, the Kings, you know, they've had bad spells over the the decades. You know, there were just those teams that were just like poorly poorly run. They always made bad decisions, but in this modern day NBA, uh, I think I talked about this like a year ago, or a couple years ago. It's like the drafts have been so full of Really, really like solid prospects, especially like the 2021 draft and the way the game is played now. It's such a skill based game that if guys can shoot, if guys can triple, if guys can pass, then uh, they're going to be decent NBA players, you know, so. You look at a lot of the teams that are, quote unquote, rebuilding and bad, and they obviously have a ton of talent that is really, really panned out. OKC is one of those teams. They're not playing with the number two pick, Chet Holmgren, even. And they have like SGA, uh, Josh Giddey. That that kid is good. You know, I talked a couple of days ago about Jonathan Kaminga and how I rank him top five in the 2021 draft. I still put him ahead of Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is way more skilled as a point guard, but I just like Kaminga, what he brings, and his ceiling. Kaminga didn't have the best game in this one, but uh, I'll get to that. But in general, like the NBA is in a really, really good place because even bad teams have a lot of talent. Look at a team like Houston. They're kind of rudderless. They're kind of directionless, but they have a ton of talent. You know what I mean? They've drafted some really, really uh, good prospects. It's just a question of whether or not their coaching their front office will lead them in the right direction. Like, OKC has a lot of talent. Orlando has a lot of talent. And even a team like Charlotte that, you know, is I think the worst team in the league. I'm not sure, but they have talent. They have just had a lot of mishaps and, you know, not all their picks have worked out, but they have some dudes there. Anyway, that being said, you knew that okc was going to make a run and my thing was like are the warriors going to let it happen you know the nba game is a game of runs but in a way that happens because a team the team that's ahead lets up you know they take their foot off the gas and they give the losing team some confidence they give them some life and the warriors they got up to a 21 point lead in the third quarter. And I was like, cool, get that up to 25. And we might see James Wiseman, you know what I mean? But there was one play in particular. I think that's where they kind of, you know, took their foot off was like, I think they're up 21 or 19 or something. And they were on offense and they literally just stood around. Like everybody stood around. They couldn't generate a shot. They didn't even really try to generate a shot. And it just ended up in like a, uh, a bad shot. You know, it was weird because I was like, why is no one moving? And I was like, okay, are they going to coast the rest of the way? And they didn't necessarily coast, but they let their guard down and they let the thunder back into the game, allowing the thunder to get within two in the fourth. But You know, this game shows you that the Warriors aren't fully there yet. Uh, They should have closed this out a little bit more comfortably. I mean, in the end, it was kind of comfortable, but it felt like it was a, what, seven-minute stretch of crunch time. You know, Steph came in with like eight minutes left, which is early for his his final run to close out a game. But this is a positive because for one – It's on the road to the OKC Thunder are not terrible. They're young, but they're talented and young, talented teams these days. They they've proven that they ain't afraid, you know, and they just battled and battled. But, you know, the Warriors, after coughing up the lead and losing versus the Celtics and then doing the same against the Nets, I was like, all right. What kind of composure are they going to have in this one? Obviously, we know the championship pedigree of the vets, the Hall of Famers, and all that jazz, but you know, we've known that <laughs> all season long and it hasn't fully come to fruition. And, you know, just like the front part of the season, the bench and the question marks and the young guys recently last couple of weeks have been the the vets closing out and you know i talked about also how kerr has a lot of closers and he swapped a lot of those guys in to start the fourth he went with dante di vincenzo pool clay wiggins and draymond green right they let the lead get down to five and you know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, these are the guys that I've said I I believe in. They have all won titles. All those guys <laughs> have won titles. And this was a game where Kerr only went nine deep in his bench. Jemichael Green didn't play. Ty Jerome was in street clothes. By the way, that, that guy's street clothes. It kind of dresses like a <laughs> Not a knock, but like, he kind of dresses like he's in his PJs all the time. I don't know if you noticed that. But anyway, uh he only went nine deep, Steve Kerr did, into his bench. And so I was like, okay, who are you going to close with? But it was one of those games where we went back and forth, right? Like Jordan Poole, the guy who has had some issues at the end of games. It was like the, the classic Jordan Poole experience, right? Like he hit a big shot and then he dribbled the ball away. He He's had problems, especially in this one on the fast break, leading the break and firing off really difficult passes to catch, like in space, really close to the basket. You know, like you're supposed to give uh, the ball up to somebody in a position where they can actually do something with it. And early in the game. Like, he tried to shovel it to Dante DiVincenzo on the break, and he couldn't handle it because it was too hot and too close, and it went out of bounds. And then same thing happened in the fourth quarter with the green. But then Poole, you know, he hit a, uh, a layup where he lost the ball, but then got it, and then pump faked and uh, got uh, Josh Giddy to foul him. Actually, I think he missed the layup, but he got the free throws hit one of two, and then um, he hit a big three. So that's the Jordan Poole experience up and down. And the the luxury that Kerr has is to be able to swap out a bunch of guys, right? I said, Jonathan Kamika, he didn't have a great game, so he didn't get much time uh, in crunch time. Kerr went with Dante DiVincenzo, you know, for some stability. Then he went with Jordan Poole uh, for some scoring. And then he went with Kevon Looney, for defense and rebounding and then just kind of you know move the chess pieces and close this one out. Steph Curry uh he said a couple games ago that he wanted to start stacking some wins and that he and the team weren't closing out properly and he showed up he showed a big time both he and clay steph 37 minutes 12 for 20 from the field eight for fourteen from three six for six from the line eight boards twelve assists plus 17, 38 points. Clay, 37 minutes as well, 10 for 21, 6 for 14, 2 for 2 from the line, 7 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, 28 points. Yeah, Clay hit some big shots also down the stretch. Uh, There was one possession where it looked like there was nothing happening, and then with basically like two guys on him, he hit a turnaround fadeaway jumper, From the baseline, which he can hit, but I was like, okay, all right, cool. (laughs) And then um, he had that dunk backdoor, a pass from Draymond. I was impressed by that, you know, off one foot, two-handed dunk. Those are the things that you want to see overall from him and you know clay i've said this before and we, and we kind of see it now he'll have some bad games right And he'll have some games where he kind of <laughs> loses focus in the sense that like instead of going with a game plan and letting the flow come he'll he'll uh get into it with somebody right and he'll he'll uh, take some ill-advised shots but in general what we've seen from him is like he's back he's back to at least where he was you know I always say in the 2019 finals, that season he was showing a very multifaceted game. Everybody just thinks of him as like a shooter and all that stuff. Spot up shooter, jump shooter, whatever. But obviously he had evolved his game, but I don't think he'd shown it enough to the rest of the league for people to have realized it. I don't think he'd done it for long enough. Uh, So I don't necessarily think he's fully there yet, but... In terms of the shooter clay, like the deadly sniper clay, I feel like we get that guy four out of five nights, you know, if if not maybe three, three out of four nights, you know, maybe that off night is just, you know, an aberration where somebody else picks up the slack. So that's great to see. And, you know, Steph, he's just, he's flipped the switch and I, I just can't wait to see him play uh, the rest of this road trip because he seems like he's on his, uh, he's on a mission. You know, he seems like he's on a mission to really, really take this team on his back and, and bring it to where it needs to be. Like I mentioned, Jonathan Kaminga, only 12 minutes, two for five from the field, three boards, uh, three fouls, four points only. It was fine. It was fine. You know, like he hit a couple of good shots in the first half, but he guarded SGA and he did decently, right? Decently at first, SGA did not shoot well in the first half. And Kaminga, you know, you saw some plays where uh, he would stick to SGA and uh, wouldn't go for all of his like herky jerky moves, all of his fakes and stuff like that. And if he did, he would be able to recover and whatnot. But just in the second half, when the Warriors kind of got a little bit back on their heels, when uh, the Thunder were just coming at them downhill on breaks and stuff, Kameka was, you know, fouling, you know, some of them were obviously legit fouls and that's just part of learning. Right. I don't think he's played SGA many times and it's just a different look. You know, SGA is averaging what, 30, 31 points a game, the fifth leading scorer in the league. So that's something that he, you know, gets those reps, gets those pictures and he'll understand and learn how to play against that dude next time. He'll learn, just like S J learned during the course of the game, you know, how to get fouls on Kaminga or at least how to get calls. Kaminga will learn how to, you know, be aggressive at certain points and then kind of back off at others. And he'll learn what S J likes to do to get those fouls. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Is Steph going to go for 30? Is Clay going to hit five threes? Is James Wiseman going to play? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Draymond was awesome. 31 minutes, 12 assists, 9 boards, 7 points. Um, I mean, enough hasn't been said about how much that dude has really, really just toughed it out this whole season, right? I think he's only missed a handful of games. And riding uh, with him and Looney as the two regular starters, the guys that have started most of the season, as the most dependable players is impressive because those are the guys that take most of the bruising up front. So uh, hopefully, hopefully... That's something that doesn't come back to haunt them as time goes. You know, I've talked to folks in the YouTube comments and it's like, you know, the only thing that I worry about is really, really like injury and whatnot. And right now, if you think back to the beginning of the season, (laughs) right, like if you just go back to when we were all so innocent, (laughs) we thought that the Warriors, Vets, their starters would get more... Rest games and that the young guys would be able to carry some of these other games more often, that their record would allow them that uh, latitude, that flexibility, that cushion to kind of just, you know, rest more. But even though they've taken a bunch of like rest games on the uh, second night of back to backs, like, hey, the Warriors are 26 and 24, like I said, in fifth place, but only two games above 500. And this is an opportunity for them to make their move. They have to win games, so you can't just be like, "Well, let's let's take a, a a day off or something, right?" Like, if you have an opportunity to get that game, go get that game. And I feel like that's where the Warriors are at. If it's a question of like, "Oh, I'd like to see Wiseman and Moody out there," it's like that margin of error is so slim that like Kerr, as you know, likes to go with vets, so he's not going to roll out any of those dudes at this point in time. You know, I mean, even in this one, like, you know, you rolled out Kaminga, Looney, and DiVincenzo, and then Anthony Lamb, and Anthony Lamb, uh, you know, he hit both of his shots, and he's he was okay, but he only played eleven minutes. You know, he's fading more into the background as uh Kaminga kind of rises up a little bit, moves up, and as Looney has gone to the bench, right? If you're going to go to a big off the bench, you're going with Looney. You're not going with Anthony Lamb. So that's cutting into his time. And and honestly, like as surprisingly well as he's played, that's, that's okay with me. The Warriors next go to Minnesota, a team that is actually right behind them in the standings. And as difficult as the season's been for Minnesota, they're also a team that's kind of like making a little bit of a run. I don't necessarily think that they are that threatening, but they're hot and they have talent. Anthony Edwards is playing well. And if you remember last season, at least the Wolves smacked the Warriors in Minnesota. So on Wednesday at Minnesota, which will be, it'll be a tough game, you know, because Minnesota is going to get up for this and the Warriors want this one because on the back-to-back on the 2nd of February on Thursday, the Warriors play in Denver. And it's going to be interesting because like, you know, are the, are the warrior starters going to play in the back-to-back, you know, are they going to rest, you know, are they going to just like, uh, you know, kind of punt on that one or try to run out the young guys and see if they can steal one and surprise them like they'd done before. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, right now, you know, if I look back at the 10 games right that i always refer to last couple episodes uh that remain before the all star break the warriors are now 2 and 0 i had asked for <laughs> 7 and 3 so we're we're on track here you know things are looking good and if they can get this minnesota game you know like then that would be a very very good good start to this 10 game 10 game run. This was a game where the Warriors looked like themselves, and it was good to see them just figure out a way to win. Bottom line, like that was such a flaw recently, and obviously, winning on the road this season has been oddly vexing for them. And it's almost been like weirdly superstitious that they can't win on the road because we know that they can, but the fact that they haven't been able to pull it off has just been really, 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 really strange. So it's nice to see them. Uh, you know, kind of establish a little bit of normalcy on the road, and hopefully they can keep it going. All right, that's all I got for now. See you after the Wolves game. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino